We are on Ksubis Ayin Hei 75b, as we are towards the middle of the page. We are continuing in our discussion from the last class. Uh, we started off with the Mishnah. We had a Mishnah, the, we quoted Rav Meir, who discussed two different cases of what happens if we find out about a blemish after the halachic engagement. Uh, do we assume that it already existed prior to the engagement, and therefore uh, the husband would not have to give exubit to his wife because it was the, the marriage was based on, and the halachic engagement was based on false assumptions? Or do we assume that, no, that the blemish has only occurred after the engagement? And so Romero said it really depends on when uh, she they, they find out about the blemish. If they find out about it during the halachic engagement when they are not living together, so then we assume that it already existed before the engagement, and uh, the father of the bride would have to prove that, no, it did not exist uh, prior to the engagement. If, however, we find it af- excuse me, after the marriage, uh, so then we assume that the blemish, meaning after they're fully married, so we assume the blemish only uh, came about after the marriage, and uh, the the... The responsibility is on the husband. If he wants to prove that it already existed prior to the halachic engagement, so then he would have to bring proof to that the blemish already existed prior to the engagement, and if he does not want to give exuba after they get divorced. Um, and so those were the two different uh, situations. And the Gemara wanted to know, well, what's the difference between if one finds the blemish during the engagement versus one finding the blemish uh, during the actual marriage? So the Gemara will have three answers. In the last class, we discussed one of those three answers. We have two more to go, which hopefully we'll cover in this class. Uh, the first answer is basically saying that uh, these are really two different opinions. Uh, really, they are arguing with each other. Uh, one is the position of Rabbi Shua, one is the position of Rabbi Gamliel, and that Rabbi Shua is of the opinion that we leave the money where it is. Uh, we The stronger chazaka, the stronger status quo, again, we mentioned how we follow status quo in, in situations of doubt, we're not sure. Essentially, we're not sure when this blemish first came about. So we follow the status quo. Rishua says we follow the status quo of leave the money where it is. So therefore, the we leave the money where it is. The husband does not have to pay the ksuba, and it's on upon the father of the bride to prove that no, she is owed money, and that the blemish only occurred after the engagement. How, and that's the first opinion, the first situation that we discussed. However, we become little of the opinion that no, that cheskas haguf, the status quo that. Nothing changed in her body, that uh, there was no blemish. If there was no blemish originally, we assume that there's no blemish continues to be that there's no blemish until the last possible moment. That last possible moment would be after the halachic engagement, and therefore uh, they are fully married, and she would deserve her ksuba. That was answer number one. Answer number two and answer number three uh, assumes that we follow the position of Rabbi Gamliel, that really uh, we assume that everything happened after the engagement, that status quo is that there is no blemish. The question then becomes, well, if status quo is that there is no blemish uh, before the engagement, then it only occurred at the last possible moment, which is when we find out about it after the engagement or after the marriage. So then the question becomes, well, that makes sense uh, in the second case. The second case is a case where uh, where uh, we find out about the blemish after the marriage. We say, we assume, let's say, according to Rabbi Gamliel, that it happened at the last possible moment. So then it, the responsibilities on the husband to prove that nobody existed uh, beforehand, before there actually was an engagement. Uh, but the question becomes, well, uh, what about the case where the blemish is found after 
engagement, after the halachic engagement, while they're engaged. And we say that the responsibility is placed on the father of the bride. Why should the responsibility be placed on the father of the bride? Well, don't we follow status quo? That's essentially what the Gemara is going to be implicitly asking. And the Gemara answers, this is answer number two now. Rav Amar Reisha Kan Nimtu V'Kan Hayu, Seifa Nami Kan Nimtu Kan Hayu. Rav brings, he introduces a new concept. There's a new concept that, yes, there's a, there's a chazaka, there's a chazaz haguf, there's a status quo that there are no blemishes until the last possible moment. But there's also a principle that if we find a blemish within a certain uh, domain, within a certain uh, situation, so then we assume that that has already existed the entire time that they're in that situation. Therefore, in the first case where we find the blemish while she's still living by her parents, by her father, even though they're halakhically engaged, but we assume that blemish has, has been around while she was with her father, which means that the blemish has been around even prior to halakhic engagement. Before they were engaged, she was still with her parents. And so therefore, we assume the blemish already existed prior to the engagement, and therefore... Uh, if the father wants to prove otherwise, he, it's, uh, the responsibility is placed upon him. However, if we find the blemish, like in the second case, after they're married, so now she's married, fully married, living together with her husband, so then we assume the blemish occurred while they are married. While they're married, that's when the blemish occurred. Um, and therefore, if the husband wants to prove otherwise, it's uh, placed upon him, the onus is placed upon him to prove otherwise. The Gemara asks as follows. Interesting question now. The Gemara essentially asks, well, when we say, let's say the blemish happens after they're fully married, and there's a responsibility placed upon the husband, if he wants to divorce her without a ksuba, so the responsibility is placed upon him to prove that the blemish existed prior to engagement. The Gemara asks, that, that's exactly what the Mishnah says. But why does that have to be prior to engagement? Why can't he just bring a proof that there was a blemish during the engagement? And if the blemish is during the engagement, so then he brings that proof, and then we apply the principle of kanim tu kanhayu, that once it's during the engagement, so then we can apply the principle that, no, the blemish has already existed the entire time that she's with her father, which means even prior to the engagement. So he doesn't really have to bring a proof that there was a blemish prior to the engagement. He just has to bring a proof that there was a blemish during the engagement, and then we'll apply the principle of Rava of Kan Nimsu Kan Hayu, that the blemish has been around the entire time that she's with her father, living with her father in the same house. And so then, that would be sufficient. Why is it, asks the Gemara, asks Abaye, that according to the Mishnah, he has to actually bring a proof with regards to prior to the actual engagement, just bring a proof to the engagement itself, and then we'll assume that the blemish has been around the entire time. Very interesting question. So the Gemara answers, Amrlai, the Gemara answer is that no. Since they're fully married, again, the cases where they're fully married, and now we're working backwards, the husband is trying to bring a proof that there was a blemish from the time of the engagement, and then we can apply the principle of Kanun Tzimukhan Hayu. Well, since they're fully married, says the Gemara, uh, we apply the principle that um, he must have looked into it. For him to get fully married, to have that stage of full marriage where they're living together, they're under the same roof, he must have looked into it, and he saw that there was a blemish. There's a chazaka. There's a let's say it sounds like this is more like a a, a rove, a statistical majority of people look into it, and uh, they see he must have seen that there was a blemish, and he just he agreed to it. He was fine with it, and so therefore, because of this principle, once they're already married, so then he can't bring a proof that there was a a, a blemish from the time of the actual engagement because we will counteract and say, well, you probably agreed to it. So the Gemara says, If that's the case, ask the Gemara, then even before, let's say he brings a proof that there was a blemish even before the engagement. 
that shouldn't make a difference because the fact that they're married now means he looked into it and he was fine with it. So even if it's from before the engagement, it shouldn't be recognized. The Gemara says, no. The Gemara says, okay, fine. But maybe there's another Chazaka, which seems like also like a rove, like a, a majority, that we assume that most people, even though they think that they can handle this blemish, they really can't. That uh, they originally thought that this is something that they could handle, but at the end day, they really can't. And that's why um, bringing a proof that there was a blemish from before the engagement, that will allow one to divorce without exuba. The Gemara says if that's the case, so then even <laughs> this is all the time. So then even if you bring a proof that there was a blemish after the engagement, ah, uh, he might have ag- agreed to it. No, but he doesn't know what he's getting himself into. So we're back to square one. So, Essentially, the Gemara says, let's see you prove that there was a blemish during the halachic engagement. The Gemara says, well, this is a, a bit of a numbers game. We have two chazakas. Again, when we're in doubt, we don't know when this blemish existed. Did it exist before their halachic engagement or not? Well, we have two chazakas. We have two status quos to tell us that it happened after. Number one is the fact that um, there's chazas aguf. There's the status quo that she had only had her blemish at the latest, at the latest possible time, which is after the engagement. Number two, there's the chazaka. There's the assumption that uh, people um, accept when if they're getting fully married. If they're fully married, they accept, they knew about the mum, they knew about the blemish, and they accepted it. So both of those for both of those reasons. Really, each reason independently, right? It's really either or. Either the blemish happened after they were married or engaged, really. And even if it happened before, the husband probably agreed to it. So we have two reasons, two independent reasons to say that um, that she should keep her, she should receive her ksuba because either the blemish happened after they were halakhically engaged and even if it happened before, um, even if it happened before he agreed to it. And all you have is one counter-argument on the other side, which is essentially saying that um, that uh, no, he didn't know what he was getting himself in, into. He didn't know what he was getting himself into. Uh, he didn't realize that this would, this mum, this blemish would be much worse than he originally thought. But that's only two against one. You still have the cheskas haguf. You still have two against one. And therefore, if we find the blemish during the engagement, it's still two against one. However, so my Essentially, let's say the husband, again, they're fully married now, and now we're working backwards, and the husband is bringing a proof that there was a blemish earlier. So if he brings the blemish during the actual engagement, so that's not sufficient because we have this two versus one idea. But if he brings a proof that there's a blemish even prior to the engagement, well, that's not two versus one anymore because the first, one of the two was that there's a status quo that she didn't have a blemish until after the engagement. Well, there's proof now. The husband brought proof that there was a blemish already from before the engagement. If there's a proof that there's a blemish from before the engagement, so now you just lost one of the chazakas. You lost the chazaka, the status quo of the fact that she didn't have a blemish. Well, she obviously did have a blemish. She's proving that she had a blemish from before the engagement. So now we're one versus one. For one versus one, we'll say that the husband would not have to pay the ksuba. He would not have to pay the ksuba. Um, and that's the difference. Essentially, the, the in terms of the broader question, uh, Rava says that uh, the, the 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 difference between finding a blemish during the engagement and finding a blemish during the actual marriage is the difference of kanim to kanhayu. Do we assume that the blemish was all there the entire time? We do assume that the blemish was there the entire time that she was with her father, which means from before the engagement. They rather than ask, well, even if they're fully married, 
the husband should just have to bring a proof that there was a blemish during the engagement, and then we'll say, Kanim tu kanhayu. To that, the Gemara answers, no, you can't say that because you have two chazakas, you have two status quos. The fact that uh, the blemish happens as late as possible, and even if it happens earlier, uh, the husband would agree to it. But that doesn't apply when we say that the husband would then have to bring a proof that the blemish occurred from prior to the engagement. Uh, that would be fine for the for the husband because there's no longer the cheskas go factor, the status quo of when the blemish occurred. It's just one versus one. And therefore, the husband would not have to, if, if he proves that the blemish happened from before the engagement, he would not have to pay the ksuba. Okay, that is all the answer of Rava. That's answer number two. The answer of, of Rava to say this very interesting novel idea of kan nimsu kanhayu. That if we find a blemish somewhere, we don't assume that it happened at the latest point in time. We do think it happened at the latest point in time, but only within um, that rishus. That if it's in the it's in the domain of the of the father, so then it must have happened earlier, not at the latest point in time, but uh, at any point in time within when it's under under the husband. Okay, that is all. Answer number two. Answer number three for the next few minutes until we get to the two dots on Ein Vav on seventy six A. Rav Ashi Amar. Rav Ashi says, Rav Ashi says essentially as follows. The first case and the second case is not a difference between, uh, really a difference between uh, uh, finding the blemish during the engagement versus finding the blemish during the actual marriage. That's just a reflection of who's making the claim. If it's while they're engaged, then it's the father of the bride who's making this claim. Um Right, and he's saying you owe me the ksuba because it's while they're engaged, the ksuba goes is given to the father of the girl, and so he's making the claim that uh, that that I deserve this, that uh, you give me the ksuba. So with regards to that, we say that the responsibility is on the father to prove that the blemish didn't exist prior to the engagement. Why? Uh, why is this? Because even though the girl has a chesas aguf. She has, we assume that it happened as late as possible, but that does not extend to him. It doesn't extend to him. It doesn't extend to the father. She could have a chesas aguf, that the status quo was that uh, the blemish happened at the latest point in time, but that would not be able to, that helps her out, but it wouldn't necessarily help out the father. And that's the first case of the Mishnah, where the father one's make, making the claim, therefore he's not believed. He has to bring proof that there was no blemish before the engagement. Uh, but the seifa, the second case of the Mishnah, it's not about the fact that they're fully married, but it's about the fact that reflects the idea that uh, she's the one who's asking for the ksuba. If she's asking for the ksuba, then we could apply the principle of chesas aguf because it's about her own guf, and therefore we could say that the blemish happened as late as possible after the beginning of the marriage. Okay, that's Rav, uh, Ravashi's answer. Asks the Gemara, Ravashi. the son of Ravavia, asks Ravashi, Moder meir b'mumen harin Essentially, the Gemara says that Rameyer agrees that if there's a mum, there's a blemish which is normal to come from this father's home. It's normal for this blemish to come from this father's home. Um, so then even if it's just her talking and she's demanding the ksuba, so you have to bring a proof that the blemish didn't occur earlier. Uh, but the question is why? Why do you have to bring such a proof? This is her talking. This is her talking. Uh, the chaschas haguf should apply to her, and we should assume that it happened at the latest point in time after the halachic engagement. So the answer is, how come I skin? What's the case here? Biaseros. We're talking about a case here where it's obvious. It's something which is obvious where the blemish happens already, basically from birth. 
For example, let's say she has an extra fi- a sixth finger. She has an extra finger. That is not something which just comes about later on in life. That's something that she was born with. Um, and if that's the case, that's when we say that the father has to bring a proof that it happened earlier, that it happened before, sorry, it happened later, after the engagement. So the Gemara asks, well, it's something so obvious. My Raya, my see. What, what, what proof is he bringing? Okay, so it's impossible to prove that it happened later. This is a sixth finger which existed already from the time of birth. So the answer is no. Raya, Derav, and Ephayasu. The father would have to bring a proof. Obviously, this uh, this mum, this blemish existed prior to the uh, halachic engagement. But if the father proves that the husband was okay with it, the husband said, fine, I'm fine with this. So then she should deserve her ksuba. And that's what the father's trying to bring a proof to. Not a proof that uh, there was no blemish before the engagement. It's clear that there was a blemish before the engagement, but he has to bring a proof that the father, uh, that the husband, sorry, was okay with it. If the husband was okay with it, so then uh, he's stuck. Nothing he can do about it. And he, if he gets divorced, he would have to give her a ksuba. Okay, that really ends the three different approaches. Again, we had a contradiction in the Mishnah about whether who has the responsibility to... Uh, prove whether the blemish happened before the engagement or whether it happened after the uh, after the engagement. So the first answer was said basically that to resolve the contradiction, we're talking about two different people. Two different people. One says that we follow Chesos Haguf as the status quo. You know what happens with the body. The other one says Chesos Mamo that we keep the money where it is status quo. That's the first answer. The second answer came up with this idea, interesting idea of Rava Kanim Su Kanhayu that uh, whichever domain this blemish occurs in, we assume that it happened from the very beginning of that domain. So therefore, the first case is when it happens in the house of the father. We assume, therefore, the blemish occurred from all the way back, from before the engagement. And the second case is where the blemish happens in the house of the husband. And so, therefore, we assume that uh, the marriage is a good marriage and that the blemish happens only much later. That is answer number two. Answer number three is Ravashi. Ravashi differentiates between who is the one who's making the claim to say that you owe me the ksuba. If it's the father of the bride, uh, so then the chesos haguf, the status quo of the daughter, would not apply to the father. It wouldn't extend over to the father. Uh, however, if it's she's making her own claim because she's fully married, she's making her own claim for the ksuba, so then the chesas haguf that she has to say that uh, the blemish happened as late as possible is does apply to her. Um, it would apply to her, um, and therefore she would be believed um, in that case. Okay, uh, that concludes uh, the Gemara. We're up to the two dots. We'll continue with uh, interesting Gemara in the next class.